0: What's
1: it looking like on uh, your preview? Uh I
0: mean, you're frozen I mean, and I just got a text that the uh the audio's a little choppy.
1: I got the same text. That's crazy. What? How <laughs> could that have been How
0: what?
1: The shroud of the dark side has fallen. Begun. The dead wars has. We we'll do it live. Man, we're back, and we lost all of our viewers. Everyone, <laughs> everyone left. This is the, uh, this is the real That's deal, right. my man. This they're is- gonna
0: come back, you know. They're, they'll feel a disturbance in the force, and then they're gonna be like, "Oh, we gotta see what they're doing now."
1: Yeah, a disturbance in the force or a YouTube notification—they're yeah. they're they're interchangeable, one and the same. And uh, thanks for hanging in there, everybody. This is definitely still a. WIP, as we call it in the business. I don't know what that stands for, but you get the idea. Uh, we pronounce that whip. It's a whip. Glad to have uh, at least half of our viewership back. Uh, uh, Gregory this.
0: James says it's perfect. And I don't know if he's talking about the show or us, but um, hey, <laughs> GJ, I got to tell you, man, I, I appreciate it a lot in here.
1: Yeah. In my heart. We do appreciate the compliments, although that was that was probably just for you, but um,
0: I doubt it. <laughs> I—that's <laughs> how my brain works. Somebody pays me a compliment, I'm like, "Oh, you must mean this other person."
1: <laughs> You're always like looking over your shoulder to see if they're looking—the the guy behind you, the person around. Them. Exactly. It's crazy. Star Wars mug. What are you drinking from today? And what are you drinking today?
0: I am drinking from my. I knew it's something cool. It's always something. Rogue cool. One Tervis mug. Maybe angle it so you don't get so much of a reflection. Is that and a direct I drinking, director Krennic? Uh, director Krennic's on one side, and then we got the, the Rogue One crew on the other with uh, with my favorite uh, Chirrut and bays over there.
1: Did you ever uh, think you'd have a Ben Mendelsohn uh, tumbler? The Mendy?
0: Since I was uh, 27, I'd always thought, someday.
1: And it finally oh. happened. It finally happened. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> All right, so it looks like we're, we're kind of moving again here. Um, Good. So, yeah, Naples was cool. Uh, anytime I travel, I always try to find Star Wars wherever I go, and not by, mm-hmm. like, going to Target at Na- in Naples. I mean just, like, listening to people talk, seeing what people are wearing, um, you know, that kind of thing. Just see if there's Star Wars, like, um, it, it, what am I trying to say? Woven into the fabric of whatever local... <laughs> you know, yeah, the sure. local place. So I didn't really like, uh, I was kind of starved for star Wars attention, like to talk to other fans on my trip. Cause I'm working with a lot of really cool people at my job, corporate folks, you know, um, from all walks of life and didn't find everyone has a, had the star Wars story. If I brought up star Wars at, at one of our, you know, lunches or dinners, um, some people just kind of look at you with a blank stare um, yeah. I start talking about our show <laughs> and the, the basement, Dad Wars HQ, and uh, but some people are like, "Oh, that's really cool, and we'll check you out," and so that's fun. But I, I was wearing a Bad Batch shirt that I I wore, I think, uh, when Ray and I were doing our Bad Batch episode, and it's just the helmets across. It's like the five original, no Omega, mm-hmm. unfortunately, but the five original guys from who we met in uh, Clone Wars season seven. And I was at security, uh, and they were really giving me a hard time because I had a carry-on, like a camera bag with lots of gear in it, extra batteries, wires. So that kind of freaked them out a little bit. And then I had my carry-on backpack, which had a Nintendo Switch, which I forgot to take out, and other things. So I was stalled out at security with everything open. But uh, kids walked by the other way, going to where I was coming from, And, um, the guy starts beating on the plexiglass and I was already kind of anxious, but then I look up and dude's like, he's like, and he, he, he was pointing at my shirt and I, for a second, I forgot. I was like, Oh, Oh yeah. So we gave each other like a big thumbs up and all of a sudden I was in a fantastic mood. I didn't care that I was getting the shakedown at security. (laughs) that's all it takes sometimes. It was just, just... it felt, it was so nice. It just felt so great. It was just a, you know, a couple of dudes like probably in their twenties going the other direction. And, uh, um, just to see that didn't, it doesn't say bad batch on it or anything. So it was kind of like code almost. It's not a deep cut, but it kind of is, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, not everybody's tuning into this cartoon show. Um, so that, that gave me a little boost and it put me in a good mood and it gave me a little story to tell here.
0: Nice. (laughs) um, yeah, I've always done this thing with my son. If we were out, ever since he was young, if we ever saw anybody with a shirt that we thought was cool, that we would tell them. And we'd go like, "Hey, I love your shirt. That's an awesome shirt," or, or whatever. And we just to this day we still do it. We were we were somewhere recently and we saw somebody had a a, a cool Star Wars shirt. I forget what it was, but yeah, that always it's always good because it's it's a genuine compliment if you you love their shirt. Yeah, if you're a fan. You
1: know? Yeah. Well, I had someone at the playground after Piper's soccer a few weeks ago, another dad with a kid and one of the other soccer teams. And he gave me a compliment on, like, I guess I had a Mando shirt on, just like the signet, mm-hmm. kind of like this. But he, he recognized, like, oh, he was just like, oh, cool shirt, like very subtle. Yeah. And I instead of just going, oh, thanks, uh, like, are you a Star Wars fan or are you watching Mando or, like, anything like that, I was like, Oh cool. What you what do you have going on there? Because he had like a really cool shirt. Yeah. But it was for like like a speed metal band or something I'd never heard of. And so I just kind of like killed the conversation like right there. I couldn't recover. Because <laughs> I went like, oh thanks. What do you, what do you have going on there? Like it was like a <laughs> That's led Zeppelin. It, it was it was kind of a yes and, but it was also like hit but his yeah. wasn't a yes and it was like uh that's like You know, Motor Blast or like
0: (laughs) I he's like I have my own podcast that's called Guar Wars. And um (laughs) I
1: I could have talked to him about that a little bit, but um so it didn't uh it that didn't play out too well and I felt silly and awkward, but I walked out of that playground with my chin up, chin held high, knowing that all right, so he he likes Star Wars, that's cool. Nice. Um, how are we doing? Are we still streaming? Sounds clear, it's perfect. What Let's see. Let's see uh, if we can get some.
0: Gregory wants to know how old my son is. He is. He just turned fifteen in January.
1: Yeah, I've known that kid his whole life. You have. Yeah. I
0: actually found pictures. I was going through a folder on a hard drive, doing that thing that we do, uh, when we have like thirty-seven hard drives. Like, well, what can I get rid of, and what's over here? And yeah. And I found a folder, and it was. Uh, it said something like Justin's trip to New York, and it's all these pictures of you, me, and him.
1: Oh my gosh. Yeah. That was was that before I moved up? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. All right, let's see. Yeah, we we'll have to show the uh the Coldplay contest entry that you and I put together. Yeah. Uh, Sorry, Edison and Bean. That was like a high point for me and my creative personal creative endeavors. Um uh, Yeah. Always proud of that. And I swear, I the way I tell the story, we almost won, and we almost did win that contest because we were in the top, at least the top 12, and Coldplay.com focused, uh, featured our video and said, this is how it's done. Remember that?
0: Yeah, I do remember that. Yeah, I think I have a screen capture of that somewhere.
1: <laughs> and the only, yeah. we got beat out by a claymation version of our concept. If Pretty that guy much, hadn't yeah. entered, right, it was a dog... Yeah. Ours was a, a you know, the cutest little kid in Queens looking for his lost dog. And yeah. um and that and uh, yeah, it was just like really tugged at your heartstrings. I remember all of our interstitials? It was a like a silent played like a silent film and all of well, our Well, that
0: was the thing. I don't I don't think that was anything that when you and I talked about it, that wasn't like one of the concepts and you added that those
1: I yeah, I don't I don't remember how I came to that. It just seemed like it, it carried the story a bit. And then I was, as I'm like trying to create copy, I'm like, I'll just pull from like quotes that are there already. So we pulled from, uh, ET. Um, we yeah. pulled, fr- I think we pulled from Spider-Man or, you know, didn't we pull from, uh, Might would have been. Yeah. Uh, it's been a while since
0: I've seen it. Yeah.
1: We'll show it. I, I want to, sh- I, I don't think I've, I still don't think I've shown it to the girls, but I have it on my Apple TV library so I could queue it right up. And I think it still lives on iTunes. We should put a link to that in there, not Star Wars related, but it's family stuff, you know.
0: Yeah, true. Yeah, no, that
1: was that was awesome. I think you're you're in the video, aren't you? Um, no, I'm in the video. You're in the video. That's right. Yeah. (laughs) You're a passerby with the the uh, lost printout of of Bean. Yeah. And um, and then uh, I think doesn't Edison fly past you and like the, or yeah, and then the flyer just. Kind of drifts out of your hands,
0: yeah, something like that.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: that was have a to watch that again.
1: So Edison is now. fifteen. Is fifteen 15 mm-hmm. years old. That's wild. It's crazy, man. It yeah. is crazy. I hadn't seen him in a while, and then you posted a picture of you guys on Instagram, and he had like a, a stash growing. Yeah, he just oh uh, the other
0: day he, he FaceTimed me. He's like, Dad, look. I was like, Dad, look. Like, what? <laughs> and he showed me,
1: and it was his. He had shaved. Oh, that was wild. Oh, he's so like, he's oh my clean cutting. Yeah, <laughs> um,
0: so I was like, oh, okay. And the part of me was like, I thought I was gonna be there when you shaved the first time and I died a little inside. Oh, that's true. But then I was that's like, a no. thing.
1: That's a thing. It is. But he did it
0: on his own and I, I thought that was really that was cool of him and
1: uh, yeah, no, it was all good. Chat disconnected. Boy, this is a this is a crazy night. This is a wild and crazy night for us. So keeping the podcast in mind, we'll just keep it going and hope um, YouTube, yeah. YouTube can keep up with us. Um, See, we're, we're too fast-paced for YouTube. <laughs> That's the problem. <laughs> There's something else I meant to tell you, that when I went on my beach trip, I was looking for some Star Wars there, and mm-hmm. it didn't take me long. The moment we pulled the minivan up to the, the rental house at the, at the beach, um, our neighbor, she and her sons, were taking up the second story on this beachfront rental kind of a modest place, nothing extravagant, but she had her three sons and I had my three daughters and my lovely wife. And, um, I guess all the kids had piled in the same time. So she was unpacking or actually, I think she had already been there for a little while, but she was just did a grocery run. I was Mm -hmm. uh, unpacking everything for the week. And, um, we just started like, hey, how's it going? And like, what do you do? Where are you from? And, uh, you know, I, I told her I'm in a video. And she's like, oh, we probably work with some of the same people. I, w- I was working for um, Universal. I did a, like, she was content, uh, content strategy or some, you know, social media strategy or content uh, manager for the Sci-Fi channel. Oh, wow. And I said, oh, man. Like BSG is my thing. Like I loved Battlestar Galactica. She's like, oh yeah, it's so, it was so great. And um, unfortunately, she she was laid off like during during the pandemic at some point. But she goes, mm. oh you're you're a sci-fi fan. But then like as soon as she asked me that, of course it had like a either a hat, Star Wars hat or a shirt on. She's like, oh you're into Star Wars, that's awesome. And and she's like, I love Star Wars. I'm like that's great. And she goes, I know I really love Star Wars. And she showed, she walked right up to where cars are pretty close together. She showed me her forearm and she had the most awesome princess Leia tattoo on her forearm. Oh, wow. And it says princess. And I have a picture of it. I might, I might bring it up. Um, if it's easy. Oh, up. totally. But, but yeah, so, um, it was just really just like that. I made a, a quick, a new star Wars friend <laughs> at the beach. We didn't get to see, we didn't see them. Our, we were, her boys are older. Our girls are younger. Like, so we weren't on the same kind of beach schedule, but she's fantastic. Her name is Sandy. And um, so now we're friends. And I told her about Dad Wars. And so she follows us on Instagram. And then also she recommended uh, a podcast that her friends, like close friends, have a Star Wars podcast that they've been doing for quite a while. And I checked it out. It's pretty, pretty good stuff. And it's um, Return of the Pod. So, like, we're never heard of that. Have you? Yeah. So I, I had, yeah. I feel like I'd heard of the title, I hadn't listened to it. So I, checked it out and I'll, I'll definitely check it out again but i'm hoping that they'll uh they'll tune in and we can maybe cross collaborate or it's just good yeah. to expand our network of star wars friends and that's uh, all that's all i think about is star wars lately
0: well that's you know <laughs> it's, it's helpful a, for this
1: show it's, it's a disease <laughs> it um, is
0: it kind of is it it's not star wars related but it's related to something you just mentioned did i ever tell you my battlestar galactica story
1: i think you have several but get hit me up what do you got
0: So I when I lived in New York, I worked at the United Nations and um, one I got I saw this email, this internal email, and it basically said that uh, the cast and creators of Battlestar Galactica were going to be coming to the United Nations to talk about their show and how it relates to matters that the United Nations deals with. So I signed up uh, and I. Got there, and we are in one of the assembly rooms that's used for, you know, world negotiations or whatever, and it's all in a, you know, half circle. And they had replaced all of the country nameplates with the uh, the colonies.
1: Oh come uh, on!
0: It was like, (laughs) oh my God, it's amazing. So on the stage, uh, Whoopi Goldberg was the host. Uh huh. Edward James Olmos. Mary McDonald and then Ronald Moore and David Ike were there and it was awesome. And they would show clips from the show and they would say, you know, this is, this is basically about uh, slavery and it was just still going on this and then they would relate it to stuff that the UN is doing to try to prevent slavery. And, uh, and they talked about the complexities of the, the storyline. It was phenomenal. It was just really like, it made me appreciate the show even more than I already did. But, I would there's love mo- if this
1: and, was if this was recorded and we could watch this somewhere. You
0: can. It's on
1: YouTube somewhere. <laughs> Get out. <laughs> I swear to God. So that's
0: awesome. But there's this moment. You have to watch it though, just for this one moment. So Edward James Almost gives this passionate speech about what we must do to be better people, blah, blah, blah. And it's and the whole room is just swelling up. And it's just and then he gets to the end and he goes, So say we all. Oh, my God. And the room goes, So say we all. And he goes, So say we all. Like, are you, man? (laughs) That is wild. (laughs) I'm just getting goosebumps. I know. It was insane. So, so afterwards. Welcome to um, Battlestar
1: Galactica Wars, Dad Wars.
0: Yeah. So, afterwards, there's an after gathering party thing or whatever. Yeah. So I go there. And this is about, I think, a week away. From the series finale. Okay. okay? So um, I, I I go up to Ron. I see Ronald Moore's wife. She had run up. Uh, a Mrs. Moore. Message board. Mrs. Mrs. Moore. Mrs. Ronald D. Moore. And I start talking to her, and I'm like, oh my god, I lo- you know, I love your husband's writing, blah blah blah. And she she was amazing, and she's like, come on, I'll, I'll introduce you. So she introduces me to Ronald. I'm talking to, to Ronald D. Moore for like 20 minutes.
1: That's and that's I'm just. Wild.
0: My brains split, uh, and then and then I turn to my right, Katie. and there is Katie. Commander Adama.
1: Oh, oh, wow!
0: And I go. I, I said, "Hi. I'm sorry to bother you. I have to ask a favor. Could you please stop making me openly weep in every episode that you've been doing for the last <laughs> few episodes?" I said, I, "I just you you do something, and it just makes me weep." and he he laughed he put his arm around me and he said then you better get a big box of kleenex for next week's episode (laughs) (laughs) i just said oh crap thanks man
1: thanks for the heads up that's awesome that's awesome yeah do you happen to remember what that that episode was uh
0: it was it was the whatever the one before the series finale but yeah they were because they were dealing with um Laura, the president, and him, and their relationship, and what she was going through, and all sorts of stuff, and it was just like,
1: "Oh my god!" And their acting was impeccable, and
0: it was yeah, it was fantastic. So
1: I started watching it again a few months ago, um, and think life gets in the way, you know. But I love love that show. Yeah, it holds it holds up pretty well. I think I think if they had if they had shot it more conventionally, it might. Hold up even better, but I think they were using video cameras handheld a lot, right? Mm-hmm. And that doesn't like the the resolution alone kind of breaks down on today's, you know, high def sets. Yeah. Um, yeah. But whatever, it's a it's a timestamp. It's cool. It's it's amazing. It's an amazing show. I encourage anybody, any Star Wars fans, younger Star Wars fans who didn't get a chance to enjoy the Battlestar Galactica reboot from the early 2000s, right? Early, mid? Mm-hmm.
0: I want to say like 2004, 2005? Yeah. Is when it started? Yeah. And, and it was such a surprise because it, it was— It came out of nowhere. It came out of nowhere, and, and it was it was following the, the original show, which was kind of silly and goofy and very 70s. Yeah. And I used to get teased all the time. It was, you know, it was called my my little robot dog show. And I'm like, well, there's no robot dog on this. But um, <laughs> what were they
1: thinking about? I remember Rogers?
0: watching the miniseries. <laughs> yeah. And going, oh, this is not what I grew up with. And then watching the first episode, which I think is called 33, which is one of the finest hours of TV of so, suspenseful TV. That means and I was like, every I'm, 33 I'm
1: minutes. Every 33 minutes, they had to jump oh yeah. Yeah. that is oh my god that's such good stuff is really that is. that's playing on the peacock i think where is that playing i managed to well you
0: can't f- use that kind of language on this podcast Oh but, sorry it's um, a family
1: show sorry yeah uh real quick though ray raymond dyer do you know ray uh vaguely it's not really yeah. ringing a bell could- uh he met he met uh, Captain EO at Epcot. No, he met uh, Edward James Olmos <laughs> at Disney once, and he was yeah. really nice. And then we've got a follow-up from another uh, Disney, longtime Disney cast member, Disney mm-hmm. success story, Gregory B. James, said he'd come into the office at Christmas to say hey to us. He would do Candlelight. I think it's called a Candlelight Processional or Candlelight. It's It's... That's Disney cast member short speak for some big elaborate thing they do at, at the holidays. And they always yeah. bring a big, as big a name celebrity as they can pull to be the host or MC. I would love some more. I, I didn't pay attention to that stuff when I was there. I probably should have.
0: Would have been nice. Yeah. Especially when. Maybe you'd f- still be there. Trust them just saying.
1: <laughs> uh, I'm right where I should be, I think. I'm good. Uh, okay. I do. I love a miss Disney, though. I really do. Even after working yeah. there for five and a half years back in the day, back in the early two, late '90s, early 2000, and um, couldn't wait to get out of there. But I miss it. It's great stuff. But we have a you lot know, of a lot of our friends, a lot of our fellow Star Wars fans and friends on here. are Disney insiders who have worked for Disney, or uh, for at some point or other in their lives, and that's very helpful to this show because <laughs> we can get, get the, some behind spill the spill all stuff. the beans. Absolutely, pardon me if um, I...
0: You actually just reminded me of something, something we were talking about earlier, too. We were talking about Star Wars T-shirts. I remember – I don't know how – it was before the the Disney acquisition of Lucasfilm. But I remember going to Disney and noticing how many people were wearing Star Wars shirts. Interesting. And, th- and thinking to myself, um, yeah, I, I feel like it used to be a kind of a – like a less of a – like this is our thing. This is – you know what I mean? Like it, it wasn't
1: so publicized. Wait a minute. Wait. Are you saying it was like too mainstream at that point? Or?
0: No. Well, I feel like Star Wars had kind of become a thing that was like it. It came and it went, and it it was fine. And then there were, you had your prequels, and that really you know soured a lot of people's mm-hmm. feelings about Star Wars. But then, yeah. But then going to Disney one time and going, well, oh, that that guy's wearing a shirt and she's wearing a shirt, and that whole family's got shirts. Star Wars shirt. <laughs> and this is once again pre Disney acquisition of Lucasfilm. Yeah. And I and I realize it's like oh I, this is something's happening. It's like turning around and and sure yeah. enough now it's you know now it's even bigger.
1: What what kept it going like the hope no pun here like the hope that we'd get some new Star Wars at some point because George never he kind of said he wasn't going to do a seven eight nine at yeah. some point he pretty much declared that didn't he
0: I think so but I, I but he also. It seemed once Return of the Jedi was done, it seemed like okay, it's over. You know, we'll have to we'll have to get our prequels somehow, um, some in some other way. But yeah, but also I think maybe Clone Wars was on at that time too. So yeah, I don't know. It's it was interesting, and 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 now it's it's almost like if you were to wear a Captain America shirt with the shield <laughs> fifteen fifteen years ago. Fifteen years ago, before any movies, you know, you'd yeah. prob- probably be like, oh, look at that nerd. But now, oh, man, I love that guy. Like, you know, <laughs> it's there's a there's a, a book. There's a guy, uh, Chris Hardwick, and he wrote a book. And and the, the first nerdist, like
1: the nerdest Way.
0: Yeah. yeah. And and the first chapter talks about how all the stuff that we loved growing up that we would get ridiculed for is now mainstream and and the the devices that people use are are nerdy. The the top movies are all nerdy. You know, it's like yeah. the nerds
1: won. They did. Yeah. yeah. They took they took a lot of they took a lot of heat and stress in high school and middle school, but now everybody's enjoying <laughs> everybody's enjoying what they've created. Yeah. And I'm still here, don't worry. I need to get a create a single scene of you from when my camera blips out, but, uh, yep, yeah, you're seeing it, we're doing it live,
0: we'll do it live,
1: and, uh, so Greg was asking, like, when you went to Star, went to, uh, Disney, that, that time, and you noticed you were, like, seeing all these Star Wars shirts, was it at, around Star Wars weekend time, in the spring, or was no, it just some no. random, just some random trip, or just, uh, another it, part of This you? might
0: have been, like, September-ish. September November somewhere around there.
1: Yeah. And Star Tours so, started the Star Wars base at Disney, I assume. That's well, true, I know, yeah. you know, Ray has sent me a, one or two items over the years that he picked up at um at Star Tours, like their gift shop, like what was it called, the Star Traders or something like that. Yeah. Um like I was wearing a Mark Echo shirt. I think he got it there. Uh, he did get me, I know he got me a, and I still have it, a camouflage, it's just a full camouflage tee. It just has a huge, like, graphic of Boba Fett's helmet, and not, like, a, kind of just a graphic, not, like, very detailed or anything. And it's just the coolest <laughs> thing. It's a camo shirt every other way, but then you, and then you have it in the front, and I still have that. I still actually can squeeze into it. And that Mark Echo shirt, too, which is a really cool, like, Death Star in the middle, and then, TIE Fighters and X Wings kind of coming out from the it's a really cool design and it's not threadbare yet. I still have it, but and those
0: that's, are, that's that's cool. I didn't want anything Ray. Thanks,
1: man. <laughs> I think Ooh. that was like I don't know. That was his thank you for I don't know what that was for. He's just a good guy like that. I don't know. It was for, for putting up with me as a roommate or me putting I don't know. Uh Tatooine Traders. Yeah, of course. My gosh. So uh, I read by- that one of the three symptoms of sleep deprivation is memory loss. So that's my only excuse. I don't want to. I don't want it to be because I'm old. But yep, Ray Tatooine traders for ten points. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: I the the Star Traders or whatever it is that's in Disneyland always disappoints me because I go in there and I just wish they would have. Cause they've got all the big stuff, the main stuff, but they, I just wish they would have like one section that's like, here's rogue one, here's solo. Like it's, you, you can find maybe a pin now or it's, <laughs> it's, it's like, just there's, there are fans of those properties. Let, let people buy stuff. It doesn't have to be a, a wide range of things, you know?
1: Wait, what are you, what's your, what are you complaining about? I'm I'm Compl- sincerely asking what's like what's the you go in there and then there's just nothing it's all the same stuff or
0: it's it's all the same stuff but it's all it's like okay so I'm a Rogue One fan
1: sure of course I,
0: I would like to maybe buy a shirt or a hat or something that I could you know say hey I'm a fan of this and they have nothing you know they had coffee mugs for a while I've got that they they had shirts that said Rogue One and now they're gone like it's it's like okay the movie's done let's move on. The so latest greatest.
1: So what the last when was the last time you went to Disneyland? Has it been a while? I'm just uh, wondering what is it, on the shelves now. Like what do they have? I'm sure we could look it up. It's been a while. Yeah. Oh yeah. Greg says he and Ray should plan a trip to uh DHS and get some B roll. Yeah. They're being selfish. I posted this. Speaking of pins, look at that. This is from uh, at Nerd Matters on Instagram. Mm-hmm. This is the first look of Taika Ytt's Star Wars logo for his upcoming film. This is it. It looks. <laughs> this is all like, we have. It looks like it, a holiday special. It looks, yeah, like like something from Cracked Magazine. <laughs> it, yeah. It kind of reminds me of like the artwork that would be in like droids or the Boba Fett's first appearance. Yeah. Anyway, but yeah, at Nerd Matters, he has a ton of cool pins. He has a pin and Matt just resent this pin the other day. Okay, so we can't do a show without mentioning Matt Drum, but so Matt sent me... um, Can't we though? (laughs) I can't. At Nerd Matters. He makes all kinds of he or they. I think it's a dude. Makes all these unique pins based on all these great properties and franchises that we love so much. But for the 40th anniversary of Indiana jo- of Raiders of the Lost Ark, right? Mm-hmm. He ha- it has a, a a refrigerator and the door opens and there's Indy inside. It's like a pin. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, that's what they went with. That's not even the same movie. Yeah, it's a choice. So then. All I was saying and my my like Matt and I we don't communicate well through text and unfortunately we don't get on the phone that often so it's weird <laughs> it's a weird yeah. dynamic but uh I wasn't say, I wasn't saying I hated the fridge nuke the fridge I don't hate it but he he went on a big rant the text was about this big about oh <laughs> There are so many other things to hate more. Like, no, no, no. I just like, I'm like the pin. I'm just wondering why they created that for the 40th anniversary. But they probably, he probably did a series. I just didn't dig into it. I yeah. dig deeper. It was as my initial reaction. I'm like, that's crazy. The pin was funny. So then he sent me one I'd already seen before, which is a pin of, uh, and these are enamel pins. These are really high quality metal and enamel pins, with like double mm-hmm. backings and like little rubber stoppers. Beautiful. And not that expensive. But um, it was Anakin I like and... like the pa- way you say rubber stoppers. Thank you. Pa- uh, pa- Padman and Anakin on either side of the table, you know, in Italy, or, sorry, Naboo. Mm-hmm. And, like, you can push from the back, you can push the little piece of fruit across back and forth. There's, like, a little slot. Oh, wow. And he's got his hand on. I'm like, that's a whole lot of nothing right there.
0: Um, I just found a great segue. You ready for this?
1: Bring it. We, we need it.
0: So we're talking about Crystal Skull, which we've talked about on the show previously. And I talked about how there was a, a previous draft called Indiana Jones and the City of the Lost Gods, written by Frank Darabont, that takes a lot of the things that Lucas wanted and did it better. Mm-hmm. I believe you read something on your trip.
1: Oh, yeah, I did. See what I did there? I know you did. You did it. Another yeah thing. So the first thing we we were going to discuss, I could have made that segue more natural. Yes, on my trip to Naples, as I'm looking for Star Wars, you gave me something to take with me to keep me in the loop, keep me keep Star Wars front of mind, which was the Colin Trevorrow screenplay for episode nine, which he entitled Duel of the Fates. Mm-hmm. And um do you want to know what I thought about it? I didn't. I, I didn't you, give you any reaction, really. You gave I, me nothing. I wanted to. Believe yeah, me, I, I wanted to. Yeah, I bet you to. did. <laughs> so, you've talked about it a few times. hmm You've been really modest about, or you've really undersold what an amazing story and and screenplay this Duel of the Fates. Is this, I was absolutely transported. Mm-hmm. I, it was like, oh, it was like a, a visceral experience. And I know when you're up in a plane, like you get all emotional, like you're going to die or something. Like. <laughs> but I had the headphones on. I was listening to <laughs> Johnny Wills, as you, as you prescribed.
0: Johnny Wills. Yep. The guardian of the Wills.
1: And. What an experience this. Yeah. And it, it, it was, uh, it was simple. The story was simple. I have so much to say about it. Let me try to break it down evenly. Um, it, it was easy to follow. It was, it was written in such a way that it was completely relatable, like, um, for us as a Star Wars fan. Um, it it was well thought out. It was well paced. the The dialogue fit each character. Every each character grew, even though it was a final chapter. They're still like, they still are on their each of them are on their journey, and they all got to continue their journey. Everybody we met up to that point yeah. in the two previous films, yeah. I I, just, I was emotional. I was happy, and my heart was broken because I. We'll never get to see this on screen. That was the episode nine that I think the world would have absolutely embraced. Yeah. And I kind of know why they couldn't make it, but I kind of think they could have figured it out. And I totally yeah. encourage anyone to read it. I have, I can pull it up on the screen if there's any bit of it you want to scroll through, or we just encourage people to read it. We can send the, a link out, um, but it's a like 135 ish pages, and man, it's that, that it's was out
0: a, there. It's easy to find. Okay. It's Very easy to find. Um, I haven't read it. I don't know how to read. Uh, I was lying the whole time about it. So I'm glad. <laughs> no wonder
1: you off. old undersold it.
0: <laughs> um, no, it was something that. Uh, I, I'm I, whatever say, whatever you will about the Jurassic World movies or, or, um, what was it, Book of Henry, which I never saw, but I loved Safety Not Guaranteed. I absolutely adored it. And I just thought this guy was a great director. And so, to, so I was already excited that he was going to be doing one of these movies. So, to read the script and to go, man, they were so on to something. And just that there was a, it could, it felt like a continuation of what had come before it. It felt logical. It, it ended stories in a logical way. It didn't have any sort of out of left field curveballs that were going to be poorly explained in the roll in the, in the opening crawl. Um, yeah, it, I just, it, and it is, you're right. It's heartbreaking that we'll never get that movie, but it's, it's, yeah, such a solid script.
1: Yeah, there were no, there was no simple trickery or little quick, uh, cheap, trying to be payoffs, you know, or twists. We didn't yeah. need any twists at that point. We needed resolution. Exactly. We needed these characters to be fully realized and have each of them have their moment, and not be like impeded or superseded by new characters. New characters are in are are introduced. But they really complement the story of of particular characters that are that we already know and are trying to love, right? Yeah, exactly. There's romance in this thing.
0: There's romance, and it's like, it's almost don't, like we an love. don't we deserve so that?
1: Don't we deserve that? Sorry, I didn't mean to step on you. Unrequited no, 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 love, so right? Yeah, everybody loves to see that on on film. Anybody yeah. with a soul and a heart loves to see that. Yeah, just, Ray. Like, how do you spell Trevaro? I'm just going to like... T-R-E-T-R-V-A-R-R-O-W?
0: Two R's? Oh, hold on. You probably have this script in here. front of you. I'm just going to take a
1: look. <laughs> Safety not guaranteed. There you go. Could they make this smaller?
0: Oh, I was right. Yeah. Trev-or-row. Trev-or-row.
1: Trev-oro, not trev Yeah. Have you seen this? You've Spellest, seen this, right? With uh, April from uh, Parks and Rec, with them. Um, yeah. How do you spell Trevaro again? I still didn't get the answer. Now we're gonna talk about
0: T R E V O R O R O W. Two
1: hours later, T R E V. <laughs> That's all I wanted to put up on screen. Um. It was such a great experience as a Star Wars fan. It, it almost I felt like we may not see it but it's in it's in my mind now it's it's almost like there were moments in the screenplay for this episode 9 we'll never see that i wanted to stop and investigate further on like wikipedia or go online and realize that the, those these terms won't be in canon or legends sections of <laughs> they won't exist yeah maybe Maybe Favs or Faloni will tip a cap, tip tip the old uh, cowboy hat, maybe to Colin for his efforts down the road with some some characters that we that we get to meet in this uh, screenplay. Yeah, but my God, it it was like a real. It felt yeah. I've read it. I've read a few dozen screenplays in my day. I'm not nearly as many as you, and I haven't written. And I've written maybe one for a, i wrote one for a college course but it was low it wasn't a high concept thing uh, but I, I understand the language to a, enough to know mm-hmm. a good screenplay and that one just and, and it, you could tell so did colin i didn't haven't done any post research on it but he wrote that himself or did was there a co-writer or what's the what's he, give us he some background on with,
0: this he co-wrote it with the same gentleman that co-wrote um safety not guaranteed, uh, Derek Connolly. Okay. And so, yeah, they, they wrote it, they worked on it, they uh, allegedly, whatever, they turned it in, and then four days later, Carrie Fisher was in the hospital. <sighs> so I, I, you know, to me, I think that it, it turned out to be something uh, that they didn't know how to work that story without her. That's what I think. People people I feel like, like to hypothesize that it was because Book of Henry flopped or whatever mm. but blah, blah, blah. I'm like yeah, he did Jurassic World. I think
1: I think it wasn't Book of Henry that had anything yeah. to do with it. I don't, I agree with you. She is she is integral to the story, but I think it could have been done. I think they could have kept it really close to his story and reworked those parts to a certain degree. Yeah, right? They could have. They could have the location They probably could have. They could have. Uh, I don't know. Maybe I think
0: they could. They may have even been been able to have used some of the unused footage from the other movies, um, uh, and maybe not in such a jarring way. Like that was the the other thing that kind of bothered me about Rise of Skywalker. I know we're trying not to be negative on this show, but sometimes it's hard not to be when you when you have levels of disappointment. <laughs> welling up inside of you um but yeah there were you know any any hardcore fan will have watched the deleted scenes from force awakens you know yeah you will you'll have seen those so then to see them in rise of skywalker altered it's just like no that doesn't work that's a weird conversation to have out of nowhere it's just yeah, it just didn't work for me as, as yeah. much as I loved seeing her on screen again. It was it,
1: just it was really hard to suspend disbelief with yeah. the rise of Skywalker. Any time Leia was on, and, and right, it was right
0: like, now. Matt is just his his ears are like tingling. He's like, I've got to yeah, he'll never, to, go to Dad Wars right
1: now. He'll never speak to us again. No, he senses a great disturbance in the Force. <laughs> yeah. Um as if millions of voices have suddenly critiqued a movie that he enjoys. Yeah. Um, God bless him, though, man. He. I, one yeah. thing is I
0: love about Matt is he always finds the positive in something. Absolutely. Yeah.
1: Yep. Yeah, he he does. Definitely not yeah you know, knocking him. He's a hardcore lover of all things cool that we like. So, I told yeah. him I We got it. We have to get you on the show. We've got it. You you know, the people are waiting. So.
0: I, I would love to have an actual
1: conversation with him.
0: <laughs> I've never spoken to the man.
1: We will. We'll make it happen. Um, so is the uh, is the stream still playing from your end? Because uh, it's all frozen from where I'm looking. It's just um, like,
0: yeah. There's a little bit of like freeze and lag every so often. Let me refresh. See if that does anything.
1: Carrie Fisher was amaz- An amazing writer. She was known as a fixer in oh, Hollywood. fixer.
0: Yeah. Apparently she did some work on uh, uh attack of the clones maybe? Really? I think so.
1: She might have. Yeah. Um and she she wrote postcards from the edge, is that right? Is that accurate? Didn't she write some that is, really?
0: Yeah, she did. She wrote that.
1: Um so back to yeah, with so what it what I read was something that was that transcended uh a fan fan fiction or fan film or fan screenplay. Mm -hmm. And as far as I could, I was trying to poke holes in this screenplay because I don't know. I'm like, all right, there's gotta be a reason. There's gotta be some reasons. The story is probably, you know, it didn't, but you know, when you started talking about it, like giving me some info and background on, in earlier episodes and in conversations, I started to, it started to legitimize it for me. So when I read Hmm. it, it was just like, Wow. <laughs> yeah. um, what else can I say it, it about was, this? It,
0: what I love, one of the things I really loved about it was that it not only logically followed up or seamlessly followed up Force Awakens and The Last Jedi and picked up things that had been left there for to be picked up on, especially a lot of things that I really loved about The Last Jedi it it did that i thought seamlessly um but it also paid respect to the prequels
1: it it hits everything and yeah. and respectfully and like in the right moments it's not nothing's crowbarred in it just like everything seemed to fit any cameos we see around the galaxy it ties it binds the galaxy together it literally <laughs> hits you're right it it reaches back so thoughtfully and at the right moments to everything it's almost it's almost a perfect it would it would be in people's top 3 Star Wars films in my opinion what i read if they had been able to yeah. realize visualize what was on the written page it would be yeah. it would have been the uh the finale everyone was hoping for because yeah. i think it I th- it was it yeah you it, it it hit there are there are younger fans who were raised on the prequels who love the prequels. There are you and I and our fr- our friends on right now and hopefully some other fans that were original trilogy. We were lucky enough to be there as children as kids to be able to grow up with Star Wars. There are yeah. fans of just the Clone Wars and the cartoons. It kind of like it's not fan service. It's just like let's tie the whole mythology together, which is what I love about Yeah. What Filoni's been doing all these years with the Clone Wars, Rebels, and the bad, now the Bad Batch. Um, you know what? And I should, you know also, what it, I should also say not just Filoni, but the team he surrounds yeah. himself with. Yeah. It's very important. Yeah. Um, uh, this, is,
0: this is what Duel of the Fates wasn't as far as fan service goes. It wasn't out of nowhere for no reason whatsoever. One character going to another character, or I won't name names, and saying, Leia wanted you to have this and giving this particular character a medal. <laughs> what? <laughs> Is has really has the fact that Chewbacca never got a medal, at the end of a new hope, been that burning hole in so many people's lives that they needed to see Maz Kanada give him a medal unprompted.
1: Yeah, it works much yeah, that those kind of things work much better in the Duel of the Fates. Yeah, there's nothing we can do about it though. Just talk about it, and maybe I. I <laughs> it's just it's just weird to me. I feel like I have another Star Wars movie in my head now.
0: Oh, absolutely. That's how I feel about the, the Indiana Jones Darabont script. It's like there's this other movie that was fun and exciting and and funny and really funny and great set pieces and had an emotional uh, character arcs in there. And yeah.
1: Can yeah. you tell me, I was thinking about what your, what point, cause you didn't, you just said, read it. You didn't give me any spoilers, mm-hmm. no plot details. Really. You did, you have mentioned in the, you have mentioned a couple of scenes or little moments. Didn't spoil it for me at all. The story, it was all, a, it all unfolded uh, for me as a surprise. Um, so what, what would, were some high points for you? There were there was dialogue in there that just really rang so true to me, like yeah, throughout quote things that uh, like the character said. You know, go go ahead. What what was your what would be your favorite moments from this movie? We'll never see.
0: <laughs> I, so, so I haven't read it in maybe I think it was around this time last year, maybe earlier that it came out. So as soon as it hit, I read it. I read it a couple times. So. I don't have as clear a remembrance of it as you do right now. Yeah, because it's, it's so fresh. fresh in your mind. But the things that stood out to me were uh, Luke's presence in the film was or in the script was was so. It, it, it there's that I, and I I feel like I've talked about this on the last episode. That's okay. But there's that that moment where he says to Kylo, "See you around, kid," and mm. then. You don't see him around at all in the next movie, but in this script, he is pestering Kylo. He is a nuisance to Kylo Ren. He's a nag. He's like a yeah. What are you doing? Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, I loved that. Um, I loved Hux in this one, and and him just trying to understand things that are so beyond him. And there was and there was that fine line of the kind of maniacal side that we saw in Force Awakens and some of the comedic stuff that we saw in Last Jedi, I thought that was perfectly melded here. Yeah. I loved, absolutely loved Finn leading the revolt Mm. in Coruscant because that's, I mean, he, the first movie is all about him. He's doing it for himself. He's doing it for him. And then he meets Rey and he's doing it for her. And in the second film, in The Last Jedi, that is where he learns the lesson that it's not so clear-cut. What, you, what you're what you trying to make clear-cut is not. So you have to pick a side despite the complexities of war and who's involved and who's not involved. And by the end of that film, he even declares himself rebel scum. He's like, <laughs> this is, this is, I'm fighting for the side. That's is, this is what I'm doing. So he picks a yeah. side. And so I felt that
1: this was like a, just an, a natural character arc of... There you go. You know, every everything seems natural uh, every the evolution of each character and the progression of the story it seems like they're taking the ball and running with it in the same yeah. direction as the movies before it and the and the TV shows that are uh, you know like in the prequels and the original trilogy it feels like yeah. oh, okay this is the resolution of all of this yeah whereas What we got was a film, like you said, things are coming out of nowhere that don't complement anything before it. If anything, they break down what came before it, um, in terms of what we all thought of um, the mythology and certain stories and characters. Like, we don't need these this trickery and surprises, like. Yeah, you know we had no. I am your father. We had that already. Like, <laughs> right? We don't need. It doesn't always. It's a joke. Like to keep going back to beat that horse again. Yeah. Like, who's who's and, father and who's and now we're like, I'm your grandfather. Like, yeah. And they've done this that. Whole, you can't do that again. This,
0: no, exactly. And and the the fact that had it had been plainly laid out. This is the way that that. You don't have to be from lineage, which, as far as I know, that was never really a thing other than Luke Skywalker. But, like, did Kenobi come from a long line of Force people? Did Qui-Gon, J- like, you know, it's, it's so silly. So the <laughs> fact that there is this nobody in the middle of nowhere who is extremely Force powerful yeah, was interesting to me. And because it's almost like, OK, so the Force is kind of seeking new people to um I don't know what to gift them with. You know? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. And then it it's, it's, a, it, yeah.
1: it, it's something. It, it really opens up the future. It it leaves it in a place that's comforting and hopeful for the future of Star Wars beyond the rise of Skywalker, which is the end of the Skywalker saga. that we've all experienced like it it opens it up like here we go and you even get to see you get to see where it's going yeah and that
0: i loved i loved the very last scene in duel of the fates which i don't want to spoil it here but yeah i I, I thought i thought what a beautiful shot that would have been
1: yeah so yeah the last scene in rise of skywalker leaves you with a big question mark and is that what you really want? Like, doesn't it? Or does it, is it just like a period? And that's like, I feel it just leaves you with, okay, now what? Whereas. I th-
0: I, yeah, I thought the last shot of Light Rise Cocker was just kind of like a, you know what would be cool if she's looking at the Twin Sons. We're going to do it.
1: Okay. We're not that dumb. Like, we're Star Wars fans. We're not that dumb. Actually, pr- most of us are pretty smart, I would say, and well read. And. Uh, read a book or two and seen a bunch of movies and we know how this stuff works so i yeah. just felt yeah that it was a cheap thrill and it was it was pandering and now i'm getting fired up i love star <laughs> wars so much this is
0: this is the most negative show i've done so far but i just
1: want to say that thanks for getting me to read that script and it really it really uh made my flight there and back uh, tolerable and and i had a great time with it Good. Um, and I'll read it. I want to read it again. And I would love to hear from other people. If you guys out there have gotten your hands on this easily findable script, yeah. um, give it that, give it a couple hours and, uh, enjoy it, enjoy it and let your mind visualize. Cause it's all the, all the toys, you know, it's the sandbox you can play in it too.
0: Just, well, and that was, that was the great thing too, was that it was so like, um, reading it, it just the imagery was so just like oh i see this i can see this on the screen it was it was a phenomenal
1: yeah it was definitely written by two i guess these two guys who have a reverence for star wars and aren't trying to rewrite you know yeah they're not trying to rewrite it we don't it
0: was very respectful
1: yeah yeah, yeah. and they Yeah, I I don't think they took any, like, they didn't take any risks um, at the expense of, like, blowing up the mythology. Right. But there are surprises. Oh, definitely. um, Yeah. Wow, that was great. But I digress. I sure did. So Greg says this sounds like a good pitch for the Disney Plus, the Force series. Mm. Yeah, there could be. I I would like to see uh I wouldn't mind seeing Ray train some young Jedi. Yeah. Uh for sensitives. <laughs> yeah. Come on, Justin. Sorry. I'm so um, disappointed. All right. Man, that that got me all fired up.
0: <laughs> um let's see. We had a we had a trailer for uh, something last week. You
1: ask me something just can't just, just I was just suddenly reminded for no good reason, but you asked about Bad Batch, uh, Ray, the Ray and Justin special. Mm-hmm. Something weird kind of did happen. We talked, yeah, we talked uh, ad nauseum about <laughs> Bad Batch, and then HBO shows, and then we went on a Netflix shows, and then it was like <laughs> midnight. and I got up, went to bed, at, and I ate like a blueberry pie and went to bed at like two in the morning, and was like texting Ray about. This and that, um, but Uncle Rick called the show just out of nowhere. No, <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. I never know. I meant to. I t- sorry. I meant to text you about that. I never know how to respond to him. It's a kind of an awkward familial, awkward relationship we have. So I never yeah. quite know if he's like. I guess he's legit. He that's who he is. What we hear is what we get. But I don't know. I don't know if he has an angle. Like, if he wants something from me, I'm a little untrust, untrusting. But he's, I, I don't know. seems
0: like he's got a good heart, or at least I know he had a heart attack or something one time. But he seems like he's got a good heart.
1: Figuratively, yeah, metaphorically, I think he has a good heart. Physically, no. He's eaten, like, yeah. a lot of, like, uh, Chicago-style pizzas in his day.
0: He He loves the deep dish. Yeah, that's what like his, say.
1: for Thanksgiving. I know they talked about having us... <laughs> Like, he wants he wants you, me, and Raymond to drive up to Chicago for—or, or, you know, he's in the suburbs. He wants us to drive up to the Chicago area for he and Aunt Bernice to host Thanksgiving, but it's going to be like deep dish pies. Like, that's every holiday. Uh-huh. It's a deep dish pizza pie. <laughs>
0: and it's I'm, just basically tomato soup <laughs> in a bread bowl. Yeah,
1: yeah exactly, yeah. It, it, but, yeah, the bread bowl is very thick, and it will kill you, but— so, yeah, he called Aunt Bernice isn't doing well, apparently um, I don't know. yeah, I don't know, but i I hope to hear from him again, I told him to call me, but let like check in with me to make sure I'm not on the air first, and I don't yeah yeah, I'm afraid not I could like decline the call, but then what if it's like a an emergency or something so yeah, but uh, it was great, yeah, and he loves Ray he he must remember, like I know he he took a trip they they took a trip or two down to like Boca or like. Somewhere on the um, east coast of Florida, when you and mm-hmm. I and Ray were down there, I remember they they like drove down in like a RV. Yeah, and they'd set up in like a little RV park. Um, for yeah, like
0: I remember he came to the store that we worked at. Yeah, uh, and that's, he, that's where I met him.
1: And his idea of like going off sea or wait, let's see, he like coming to South Florida in the hottest months, I guess he was like so cold in Chicago that like when people, the season for Florida tourism is usually the winter months, right? Right. To get it, we get away from like in Jersey, you get Northeast, you get away from the cold, which is just goes on for, it feels like six months. You go to Florida, you thaw out or you go to some tropical destination. That's what he would do. He loved being, but he, he would do the inverse. He'd wait till he'd suffer through the winters of Chicago uh, the Chicago, the <laughs> Chicago winters, and then wait till it was July, August, and drive an RV down. I don't know what that yeah. drive is. It's like a twenty-hour drive, I think.
0: It's got to be long. Set up in it's an RV stretch. park.
1: I don't think he had air conditioning in the RV, but no wonder Bernice is like on her last legs taking that trip so many times. But oh, yeah, geez. he would come and check us out. You know, he'd see us at the Sunglass yeah. Hut. Remember, he, go- he? I remember he talked to me for like an hour and a half about.
0: Some of his t- favorite TV shows,
1: yeah, yeah. He really liked uh, what was his Falcon Crest? I think was one of them Af- uh, after Mash, Conquest. after Mash,
0: after Mash, uh, Jake and the Fat Man <laughs> was another one of his favorite ones. And then, um, what was the one with, with Perry King, Rip. <laughs> Riptide? Oh, wow, the two brothers that were detectives, um. And Cagney and Lacey. He really always he loved Cagney and Lacey. He
1: liked the yeah. He liked those shows with like the two women, the two female leads. Yeah. There was another one, but it was a it was a comedy. It was called Kate and Allie. He really he, yeah. liked Kate. He really yeah, yeah. dug Kate. He said it looked like Bernice, like when he first met her in high school. Like. That's
0: beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> that's beautiful. Well, that's also. Awesome. I can almost hear him.
1: him. I can almost hear him saying that he's he's a but he's a, he's a sweet guy. He's got a he's a, got a heart of gold. But it's just weird uh, having him on our Dad Wars show. It's like a show about Star Wars, and he he never watched anything but besides uh, the holiday special. He said that's as far as he got with it. I think did he watch he watched Star Wars A New Hope. Well, Holiday yeah, I special thought- and that he said that that rap that summed it all up for him and he didn't think it could get any better. So isn't yeah. that what he was saying? I think so.
0: But I thought I remember him saying something about uh, the casting of Anakin.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. There was uh, somebody were- he
0: thought would be better, but I remember because I, yeah. I, I was getting my delivery, food delivery when he called. So uh, yeah, I, I remember that
1: out. you. Uh, yeah, it was Matthew Broderick. He's a huge Matthew Matthew Broderick fan. And my theory is that he loved Ferris Bueller, Ferris Bueller's mm. Day Off, which was John Hughes, which was in the Chicago area. It was in Chicago, right? There you go. That's the connection. And now he's like, it's everything's is um, Matthew Broderick. And he, I mean, Ferris Bueller was for like teens and tweens, like preteens, like when we were kids. Mm-hmm. That movie was kind of for us, but he, it was his favorite film. I don't know. Who did he, who did he relate to? Mr. Rooney?
0: <laughs> God, I hope not. Because uh, that is... didn't end well for Rooney in real life, did it? Um, uh, <laughs> you should, we should ask him next time he calls. Ask him about it.
1: Yeah. Oh, it's getting... Uh, dad Wars After Dark. I see your lights are kind of going down a bit.
0: Oh, yeah. The sun's, sun's, sun's going, getting real Finally. low now. Um, I'll turn back into Banner in a
1: second. Yeah. So... Yeah, I guess we covered Bad Batch in the uh, first part of our show where everything was failing, technically speaking. Yeah. I I was kind of paying attention. I know you and Edison got all caught up. Where do you think it's going? We've got episode 13, 14, 15, and then 16, and that's it. Mm-hmm. Where is this thing going? I think... To uh,
0: we'll do it live. Well, I, we're going to get a cliffhanger, I think and I think it'll be either Omega taken away or uh, one of the Batch seemingly dead. Okay. Um, I think, and I think that it'll come down to... It'll be Crosshair uh, confronting them.
1: Yeah, because he's permission to hunt them. Yeah. Permission granted. But, like, you already uh, had permission. That was my only gripe. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Can't you just, you already had a shot at it. Exactly. Yeah. What's, but what's the was problem? He, was he serving under um, Admiral Ra- Rampart at that time? Mm,
0: I don't know. Yeah, That
1: that's, I
0: thought maybe it was Tarkin, but no, I, I don't know. It's a weird.
1: It's like he's definitely uh, reporting to Rampart now. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah.
0: Uh, um yeah so i think i think it might be going there i would like to see um, fennec is that is that her
1: name fennec shand fennec shand yeah
0: i'd like to see her come back again and and kind of see what cuz it, it didn't seem like she was working for the Kaminoans, camino one the Owens, whatever however you pronounce it yeah um so it seemed like she she was working for someone else i'd like to see that kind of clarified
1: yeah, I've heard some crazy rumors about that. Yeah. And I... What do you think? Where do you think it's gone? I, I think Boba's going to show up. Mm-hmm. I think there's a few things that are going to happen. This cliffhanger is going to be like A story, B story, C story. I think it's going to be big because there are a lot of things to address, but I hope they don't wrap it all up. Like, I, I don't know if anyone knows for sure if there's a second season coming. I've, I'm, you know, I follow some other Star Wars fans on YouTube, who are pretty prolific with their like essays and critiques and everything. Who are really deep diving and, um, they're saying like they're not sure <laughs> if it's gonna keep going or if it's all gonna wrap up here. Like, we're kind of being. It's got to keep, keep going, going, right? There's too much. Yeah. There's too much story to tell. There's yeah. too much story to tell. I think I think Boba's gonna show up. I don't know when, but it's got to happen. The exchange of power or the elimination of the clones, um, and the and the stormtroopers becoming the dominating like force of of troopers. Do you know what I mean? Right. It's now yeah. it's like a weird hybrid mix. Like there's the elite. Um, troopers that are following crosshair around. The what's going on?
0: I, I heard weird noises. My neighbors are. I have the window still open. Still lighting so.
1: firecrackers. Yeah.
0: I just, I just tried to adjust the lighting too to make it a little brighter.
1: So anyway, um, yeah, it, there's a lot of different things that can happen. Yeah. And uh, we'll have to see where it's going to go, but I'm excited, and it's been a fun, fun ride so far.
0: Yeah, it's been so good. It it's also it uh, to get such an emotional reaction out of the viewer. Um, I I don't know what they're doing, but man, the connection between the four of them and and Omega, you just you feel that parental and brotherly vibe with them. It's it's great. I love it.
1: Yeah, these feel like real people now. Yeah, totally. Whereas I was talking to the kid at Walgreens the other day, (laughs) just for a second (laughs) as I'm I'm checking out, as one does when one goes to Walgreens. And uh, of course I was probably wearing this hat or another (laughs) Star Wars themed hat that didn't say Star Wars, but you know, it's kind of like the little wink and a nod. And uh, I told him about our show and he's like, Oh cool. What do you guys cover? And I said, well, I said, last night we were, um, we did just kind of went on a long tear about, uh, not a tear, but we went on a long tangent about Bad Batch, and he goes, oh man, it's so good. I was like, it is, right? And he said, I thought they were all kind of one-note characters when we first saw them, but it's turned into so much more. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was like, it has, That's yeah, in awesome. an Omega, and it's it's been, yeah, it's a fun ride, so... But yeah. I've also heard that like it's not as well rated. It's not rating as well as high. Like I think Star Wars Meg had said that she saw the Nielsen ratings for it, and said that um, the ratings aren't that high. It's not being well but, received by fans. But everyone, every fan I've spoken with, yeah, I heard one guy, one detractor on another channel. I won't mention. Um, but uh, other than that. Or I'm just living in a bubble with you guys and we all love it. Uh, Ray just put
0: something (laughs) in the the chat. I just want to say no. I hope
1: not. I hope not, Ray.
0: (laughs) Unless it is the death of Cad Bane episode.
1: Yeah. Speaking of, uh, Gina Carano posted a tweet. Did you see this tweet with this kind of 3D animated character walking in profile across uh, the horizon uh, like a desert? And most everyone assumed it was Cad Bane. It's a character that looks just like Cad Bane. She's posted a few like uh, cryptic, ambiguous treat tweets lately that mm-hmm. look very familiar <laughs> to Star Wars fans in terms of okay um, the the artwork. So people are wondering if she's returning to Star Wars. Just thought I'd throw that in there because it was. There's an uncanny uh, animation of a of a like character walking across a a plane.
0: It was just her uh, Vogue shoot, and she had a big hat.
1: <laughs> it may I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I say I'm supposed to say yes, and
0: yeah, but you went to the no but school, so uh,
1: yeah, all in right, her face Justin. <laughs> so it looks like the stream. I guess it's still playing. It looks frozen. We get a text. Yeah. We get a message every now and again. So I don't know if we're still doing it live. But, um.
0: Hey, what's the story with our chicken, man? Every time. I love that so much. So
1: I've been trying to get my buddy, Pierre. We've been friends for about 10 years now. We've worked together in uh, video production and animation. Mm -hmm. And, um, he's got a lovely wife and a new daughter. And they live in Brooklyn. He's a dad, and uh, I'm trying to get him to watch our show or listen to our podcast. And he's he's got his hands full, but he li- he did get to listen into one of our shows where I described right before the show I went out and and closed the coop and checked the chicken coop, and there was a massacre out there. Mm-hmm. And he texted me and said, "You need to talk about your chickens more." <laughs>
0: That's Dad Wars After Dark, definitely. (laughs) I like how the freeze frame, by the way, I look like an extra in Close Encounters. You look like one of the
1: scientists. I'm just staring up at the skies. And I have, there's no rhyme or reason. I have no explanation of why we had a smooth stream for as long as we did. And now we're throttling down. But, Luis, thanks for the, uh, that's got to show up on the screen. There we go. Um, yeah
0: I'm still I'm still watching the skies right now.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's just totally and chat has disconnected. Like everything is just breaking down. I'm t- I'm telling you in the next couple of weeks we're going to be blazing.
0: Yeah. I think so. I think I think once we um replace me.
1: Ray um Ray just noted that the uh that crosshair is never coming back to the batch right and i i think he's he's uh past the point of no return
0: oh yeah why, and why would you want him back he's terrible he he's just terrible he's, te- he's a terrible person he he totally betrayed the team
1: yeah uh um, it, um inhibitor chip yeah. or not right like at this point yeah he's he's working outside of that he's not he's he's kind of just he's just a bad dude, and he's not i don't think he's under any type of hypnosis or, or any kind of, uh, you know, inhibitor. No, he's, yeah. He's, 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 it's total free. Now he's just,
0: he's just so obsessed with the mission now to, to get them. So yeah, he's, he's uh he's an a-hole.
1: Did we, did you tell us, did you give us any, uh, thoughts on, on Hauser yet? On Hauser, the, the, uh, clone trooper and his, uh, Oh no! His but I loved that scene. handful of defectors. That was yeah. That was amazing.
0: So good that that scene. I love it. And I, I'm not. I'm not a big clone trooper guy. Like to me, I'm like eh, whatever. But people love him. But for some for some reason, his armor I thought was really cool. The, the it's just yeah teal striping on there.
1: Yeah, it is. They've already got yeah. a figure out of him. I don't know if you caught us talking about that, but uh, the figure has a has a different name. Um, yeah for some reason Bob close it's ballast so I've heard other youtubers calling him um, Hauser ballast like that's his name Oh. (laughs) and then Ray Ray goes I think Ray it was Ray who said uh, when do they start giving clones first and last names I'm like dang man Captain Rex his name's Captain get with it All right. Oh Let me see if we've got some news we can uh, we can cover. You want to hit some news and then hit hit the hay. Hit. hit I think road? that would be
0: good. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm I'm winding down a little bit.
1: Yeah, I am too, and I'm sure the audience can tell. Our friends <laughs> and fans.
0: Yeah. Let's um. Let's talk some news, man. <laughs> Nobody's gonna see that though because I'm frozen.
1: Yeah. It's very disappointing when the technology can't keep up with our dreams. <laughs> it's again, it's folks. The,
0: dual of the fate script.
1: I'm running gigabit Ethernet out of this house. I've got a pretty fast iMac. I did all the graphics. We're trying to present a top notch show and a hub for us to all get together and talk about Star Wars and just have fun. Yeah. And we're wrestling with compression and encoding issues. <laughs>
0: So stop sending death threats, Raymond.
1: And I've turned off, I don't know if you noticed, um, Aaron, but I've turned off a few of the graphic bells and whistles on our frame here. Uh, and it's still doing its thing. Yeah. Doing its thing.
0: Hey, what's the story with our chicken, man? Have the
1: eggs had a chance to hatch yet?
0: Uh, they'll be hatched soon, sir. <laughs> Can you imagine someone talking to you like that? I, I I feel like I when I was a waiter, I feel like I had somebody talking to me like that. Oh friends. god. So what do we got for news?
1: Okay. Maybe the news frame will serve us better than uh I wanted to show you this awesome awesome toy. <laughs> it's a statue. It's not a toy. Let's be let's be uh clear. This is just pretty fantastic looking.
0: Is this the um, wrecker?
1: It'll come up in a second. It's it's the last shot from the most recent, the last episode of the Mandalorian with Fennec yeah. and Boba. Can you see it yet?
0: I got nothing. I'm I, I, we've been frozen on my screen for
1: yeah. All right, so maybe this no. won't work for right now. Um, anyway, it's yeah, what it is, it's just like it's the scene um, where Boba comes in and takes out um, Bib Fortuna, mm-hmm. inherits the throne, claims the throne that once right. belonged to Bib, and then Jabba before that. Although Jabba never sat in the throne, right? He just sat on a big Good fit. stone bed, and then Fennec sitting right by him with her gun in her lap. It's pretty cool. You know. And this and
0: this is a statue or this is just a.
1: It's just a. St- it says Boba Fett and Fennec Shand on Throne Deluxe one, tenth scale statue by Iron Studios. What I nice. uh, wish you could see it. What would you think this would retail for?
0: One forty-seven.
1: Um, double,
0: <laughs> three sixty. Jeez, and and so does Fennec Shand come to your house and. Uh... <laughs> It's a family show, so I got to watch what I say here. But.
1: Speaking of, I, I still have this mystery box. I know it's in it, but I wanted to do an unboxing. But I need Eloise's assistance because I got it for her. But Go it's a her mysterious rip. package from Russia.
0: Hmm. I let's would see. take that to the FBI.
1: <laughs> well, I ordered it from Etsy at least six months ago, probably longer. But Yeah. Um. Let's see here. All right. So I wanted to talk to you about visions because we never mentioned visions, and it's been in the news for now. Like this is the second week people are talking about it. Right. Um. I wonder what you what do you what are your thoughts? You've seen the trailer, right? I guess I can't really show it right now because everything's kind of frozen up, but we can talk about it nonetheless. Um, Yeah, Yeah. So visions. Is an anthology series, right? Featuring anime from selected anime studios, mm-hmm. and that's all I got. <laughs> I <laughs> well I'm, said, Justin. yeah. Uh, that I mean, I could just pull up an article on it, but um, I, yeah. what is what is your take on it? It I, there's the special look.
0: Yeah, so I, you know, I'm not an anime person. I I own Akira, and that's about as far as I go with anime. Um, So that whole aspect of it is nothing. It's not really intriguing to me, but what's more intriguing to me are some of the stories that they talked about and how they really seem to be tying into uh, some of the things that inspired Lucas for the original films. Okay. And, And things coming from Japanese cinema and the idea of like the samurai and, and, uh, yeah. So I'm intrigued. I, I'm, I'm interested. I will, I will go into it with an open mind and uh, see what we've got.
1: Are you concerned? Like I am that people are just going to take the stories, like take star Wars off the rails and get, get experimental with it. (laughs) that's a that's a word it's a that's something i have i'm a little like we we uh we handed the reins over to eight different studios to get their vision of what star wars should be but don't we already have youtube for that and lots of amazing fan created artwork music animation yeah. short films films <laughs> Don't we? Have we, we I mean, we
0: we have those, but none of them are sanctioned. And I know that there is a story group for Lucasfilm, so nothing in an official capacity can be done without their approval. So I don't think they'll get too crazy. Maybe visually they will, but I story wise, I can't I can't see them okay. getting too nuts.
1: All right. Yeah, I guess I, I guess that should have been my first question. Like, is the story group involved? Like, who is the over where's the oversight? We need some regulations here. Yeah, don't mess with Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, uh, and also, I'm I'm a like, uh, I don't want to say fair weather. What's the phrase for it? I'm like somebody that, that just listens to pop music that just like or uh, not, I'm not, but I, in terms of like, uh, anime it's top level stuff or not top level what am I trying to even say it's things that are widely embraced the Miyazaki right. stuff spirited away you don't um, do the
0: deep dive you don't go into like here's the thing called yeah um, I don't
1: yeah I know what
0: super sock man or something I yeah
1: know. I know what Bubblegum crisis is and I've seen an episode or two but but there are people that get all that stuff and they can't there it's like it's like us with Star Wars, they can't get enough. Um exactly, but that's not yeah. me. So like I if it's Robotech or like Ninja Scroll, I get it, but
0: or Robitussin. So,
1: or just Tussin. If I need if I need it. Um so I think mm-hmm. I'll be interested. Yeah. To a degree, but also be cautious. And I asked Matt, Matt, <laughs> who should who could be on the show with us? At some point. Yeah. Um Oh. Aaron is frozen picking his nose. LOL. <laughs> well it was
0: It was,
1: it was a, a rub. It was a rub.
0: Yeah. But I can if if you would like me to, I can. Um I don't know. Yeah, this is I totally am oh my gosh. Wow. <laughs>
1: Audio is better. Oh, that's good. Well, Luis, backing, backing, uh, back to Bad Batch one more time. What if they actually figure out the chip is what's messing him up? Crosshair, the road to redemption. Yeah, but we know we, we know the chip was messing him up, but we don't think it's messing him up anymore, do we? No,
0: I don't think so. I no. think so. He's just. It doesn't matter that if they take the chip out or not. That's that is his purpose in life now, is to. To get them to be a good soldier. It's like we're we're done.
1: Yeah. Um, so just to wrap up visions, I really wanted to play it, but I don't think it's gonna play. We can't even get you can't even get your finger out of your nose. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's too busy. Up, I'm too busy. We're up there frozen. Right we are frozen in time.
0: Never put my fingers near my nose again. The show. <laughs> this is
1: <laughs> there are days and then there are days. Oof. So, yeah, so we are definitely containing our excitement for Visions is what it sounds like. Yeah. Anybody out there excited for this? Luis? I wonder if Luis, uh, his level of um, interest in anime as an art form. I respect it. I do. I like those Miyazaki films. But those are all like general audience. Like everyone knows those movies. Yeah. So this stuff might be a little too niche But maybe, I don't know, is his studio doing one?
0: But, all you know, um, pro- people probably said that about the original Clone Wars cartoon.
1: Oh, no, I love that uh, right out of the gate.
0: Oh, they were phenomenal. <laughs> it's, it's the only time we've ever seen Mace Windu be a total badass. <laughs>
1: yeah. We just rewatched that episode, actually.
0: That's so good. Oh, my God, I love that so much.
1: Oh that, that uh crushing machine though, it's brutal. Yeah. All right, so we unfroze at least for a minute. For so uh, yeah. For a second. I think I think we should start
0: off the next episode by showing the vision's special look or, or clips of it.
1: I think so. I think the special yeah. look I was hoping to just play it and maybe stop if anything piqued our interest or and just kinda go it's like a few minutes long. Yeah. But it's not gonna happen tonight, unfortunately. But I'd love yeah. to hear in the comments or uh chime in if you guys have any opinions on visions that's coming in yeah. August, I think. Soon. I I think so. Yeah. And we knew it was coming. It was part of the cat Cat Kennedy um shareholders extravaganza. It was up on the wall. Yeah. It was one that was not high on my list. But we're getting it.
0: Well, you're you're getting it for Christmas, so be happy.
1: <laughs> Man, look at
0: all right. Let's see. Oh yeah, it's really.
1: It's done. All right, I guess that means we're done.
0: Yeah. Sorry, folks. It.
1: We'll just consider this Luis. one a dress rehearsal. It was great seeing uh, everyone who was able to join in with us. I don't. Recommend anyone like and subscribe this episode. (laughs) After seeing this episode, we'll try it again. Smash that like button. Yeah, we're gonna be riding high off that last the last um, uh, weekly reckoning that went to podcast. We'll be live. We'll be Uh, living off that for a couple more weeks, I think, until we get all this tech stuff sorted out. It's been a long few months. We've had a good time. It's almost like I'm signing off for good here. We we <laughs> gave it our we gave it our best. Yeah.
0: We will be back next week, folks. We're sorry. <laughs> Click. No, we, we, we we'll we'll get it. We'll get it. We'll figure it out. And um in the meantime, this is going make a great uh a great podcast to listen to. So
1: Will it though? Yes. <laughs> I wouldn't watch it. I might listen to it. That's what I'm saying. Listening to it it'll be it'd be Yeah. Could be entertaining. I just like I don't want to even like address the show like it's a show anymore. I just want to like be here hanging out with you and the and the friends and fans. Um, you know what I mean? I hear you. Well, we had sixty-one playbacks. That's just me refreshing. Oh, can you imagine? (laughs) Oh well, that's how we end every show with oh well. Oh, well. <laughs> yeah.
0: That's the catchphrase for the show. Oh, well. Oh, man. All right. Well, goodbye.
1: <laughs> we'll do it live. This <laughs> is Daddy Wars. We'll do it live. May the force be with you.